Welcome to Boobs, Booze, and Other Stuff, where no topic is taboo. Booze is on deck, and I keep it real, real interesting. Hey, 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 welcome back. Oh my gosh, episode 20. I can't believe it. Yes, it's here. Oh man, 25, another milestone will be met. I'll drink to that one. Cheers, Fadi. Yeah, I've got my signature L-I-T. Stand by. Oh, that's so good. I do love an L-I-T. Hadn't had one in a few days. It's actually pretty good. All right, so a lot of things going on in the world right now. Oh, SEC ball, though. That's the best. So the dogs, man, they crushed Vandy, 62-0. Whew, sound ass whooping. I think the game is going to be, man, Alabama, Georgia. That would be a good one. So hope to see that one as the final. A little bit of news to open with before we get into the meat of things. Joe, Dementia Joe. Oh, my gosh. I literally never thought that I would say this, but I almost do feel like, okay, so you look at TikToks, you look at Instagram, you look at his media clips. It's so scripted. He doesn't field any questions when he does. It's buffoonery, too. This guy probably cannot fucking remember what flavor pudding he had last night for dinner, right? He's not calling the shots. I just feel like it's elder abuse. I don't even know that I can say too much more about him anymore. So you won't have to hear much more of that from me. That'll be good. Hey, I may shift gears to Trump, and then you'll be like, oh, shit. Let's fast forward. Washington. Damn, a flag being flown in a class by the sister of a police officer. It's like just a pro-police flag, you know, one of those with the blue line. I mean, nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, wrong. Can't have that. The school bandit. But guess what you can fly? You can fucking fly the LGBT and the BLM flag. Can fly those. Yeah, I cannot make any sense of this. I just can't. I just can't. All right, that's enough news. Let's travel back in time. Let's go back 25 years, 1996. I think that's 25, unless the basic laws of arithmetic have changed unbeknownst to me. I think it's 25. All right, there's a fella... Ken Hamblin, H-A-M-B-L-I-N. He was a self-described, unassuming, colored guy who spoke his mind about America and did so quite eloquently, I might add. His book, titled Pick a Better Country, was basically daring you to pick a better country. And he called out so many things that were wrong. And honestly, everything that he called out was kind of things that are somewhat getting called out today, but unfortunately not getting the traction that they need to get. Now, let me tell you some things that he advocated for, just to get an idea of who he is. So this guy, Ken Hamlin, advocated for a strong family structure. I think that's a good thing. Family culture, I like that. He fully condemned people that didn't take responsibility for their children. I think I would condemn that too. I'm a parent. You have them, take care of them, period. I think that's reasonable, right? He put out some strong stats to support his views. Of course, facts just, oh, they're so troublesome to people. They really are. 
He also pushed for a war on drugs. How can you argue with that? Except for weed. I do like my weed. <laughs> yeah, and my LITs. Wait, let me take one more sip on that note. Hold on. Whew, that's so good. Yeah, so war on drugs, certainly. I mean, the gangs, drugs, horrible stuff. Horrible stuff. Hey, by the way, in Columbus, Georgia, man, we're on track with Chicago. What the fuck over? Let's digress. He argued for a good education. I don't know that you can fucking get one now, but back then I felt like you probably could for the most part. That was 25 years ago. You probably have to go back about 40 to really get a good one. I felt like I was still in the good phase back then. All right, now here's something he pushed for. Welfare reform. Okay, and why did he push for welfare reform? To break the cycle. Let's break the cycle. What's wrong with that? I literally can't think of anything wrong with that. Another thing he pushed for, now this should not be problematic to anyone, racial tolerance and harmony. I'd like to build a something. I don't know that song. Damn it. Something in perfect harmony. Yeah, I don't know the song. <laughs> Needless to say, I'm not going to quit my day job to be a singer. Yeah, so racial tolerance and harmony. Good idea. I like it. But guess what? All that great list of things that he's advocating for, he got fucking condemned and boycotted for those views by drumroll fatty. Black leaders in his community, which, by the way, was Denver. Yeah. He pretty much challenged the myth of, as he referred to, hobbled black. He challenged the myth of the hobbled black, which effectively, as he states, keeps the poverty pimps, as he referred to them, in business. Now, if you're not familiar with poverty pimps, let me get you up to date. Fucking Al Sharpton. I mean, this fucker could agitate better than a fucking Whirlpool washer. He's a fucking lifetime of agitating, right? Jesse Jackson. Fucking Michelle Obama. Good grief. Maxine Waters. Sheila Jackson Lee. Fucking race baiters, agitators. Yeah. Guess how they labeled his views. Interesting. Are you ready? They labeled them as insensitive to minority issues. That's how they labeled his views. Yeah. Unfortunate. Now, this guy wanted to put these problems in the forefront, and he had ideas and ways to solve. He had very good ideas. Read the book if you want to and find out. The whole fucking book is fabulous, by the way. It's so well written. It's, again, eloquence of good diction, and he just fucking tells it like it is. He was also known as the Black Avenger, by the way. But he tells it like it is. It's all just the facts, ma'am. But it's funny. It's clever. It's on point. And 25 years later, it all holds true. It all holds true. Now, back then, and this kind of is a little bit of fast forward to today, of course, all this shit with Haiti. Back then, fucking Haiti was still a problem. Now, I've argued it many times. It could have towed that fucking island over here, put all those fuckers on welfare, and we still would have come out ahead financially. Yeah, but no. Look at the fucking mess we're in now. We won't even get started on that. But back then, Ken Hamlin said, hey, what the fuck? What are you doing? Like, why would you do that when the USA has bigger problems 
that we need to deal with on a priority level. And he was right. And honestly, if people had ever just taken that shit seriously and we hadn't taken the hard left, you probably wouldn't be seeing what you're seeing right now. They actually threatened the radio station where he worked. They wanted him fucking removed. They did not like his narrative. I mean, they called this guy Uncle Tom. They called him worship. We'll come to that in a minute. But they absolutely did not like this guy. Fucking just didn't like him. He was pointing out things that they really didn't have a good argument for. He was saying things like, hey, these loudmouth African-Americans who claim to speak for the authentic black people effectively use, of course, name-calling to silence those blacks who have ventured into mainstream America and learned the truth. Oh, boy. What is the truth, though? Yeah, the truth that we aren't getting lynched anymore. That's what he told him. That's the truth. You're not getting lynched anymore. That shit is over. Now, when I tell you this guy got criticized from everybody that you can get criticized by, he did. But think about this for a minute, and I love the point he made to them, but the fucking National Black Caucus, man, they came for him. They were throwing all kinds of shade his way. And he responded to them, and he's like, if you all want to take on one person in fucking Denver, Colorado, instead of addressing the real issues, and I'm paraphrasing here, murder, mayhem, whatever, crime, the welfare out the yin-yang, he's like, If you think that's the solution to all the problems, fine. But no, 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 I'm not going away. And he didn't. Now, something that did happen back then that certainly could never happen today is the liberal-leaning editorial writers, which, of course, this was already getting alive and well, they actually backed his right to say what he wanted to say. Now, I guarantee you that's not the case today. But back then, they actually backed his right to say what he wanted to say. And in the book, he mentions, hey, the rest is history. This guy, nationally syndicated radio talk show host. He was on TV. You can look at YouTube, made national television appearances, interviews, all kinds of stuff. He was pretty well respected by many. He was pointing out things that were just pesky, just absolutely pesky to a lot of people. And that was because I don't think it was even so much because he was black as much as I think it was because he was just conservative. He had... Just basic values, good values, certainly good values. Like all those things that he was advocating for, nothing wrong with any of those things, nothing bad there, right? He said, and I I love this, I certainly believe it's happening now today when you fast forward 25 years, but what he said was, I'm a black guy that's calling their bluff. A black guy calling their bluff. Now, we have some black men and women who are doing the same thing today. We have Tim Scott. We have Vernon Jones. Love him. He's a Georgia guy. We have Herschel Walker, also a Georgia guy. Rob Smith, Candace Owens, love her. Leo Terrell, many others. But these people are trying to basically call the bluff. But do you think that they get a lot of coverage? Fuck no, because mainstream media is changing the rules on free speech for not just conservatives, but certainly black conservatives, I think, get fully squashed out. White conservatives, you're getting crushed too, but 
black conservatives, you're getting fucking snuffed out. It's time to step up your game. And I'm not talking about the ones that are speaking out. I'm talking about the ones that are not speaking out. That's the problem. Now, got to go back in time again, just for a minute. Let's go back to Clarence Thomas. Let's go back to Clarence Thomas for a second. All right, U.S. Supreme Court Justice. Again, yeah, he was black, whatever, super smart guy, very well accomplished, arguably just good value system, no issues there. But he was conservative. That was the pesky problem 25 years ago. Wasn't really that he was black. It was that he was conservative, right? He was doing something that they fucking hated. He was thinking for himself. And hey, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. Get out of the way. That Anita Hill fiasco shit, that was all a bunch of bullshit. That all got pushed aside. He called it out. And I'll tell you something I loved in Hamlin's book. He says, I might paraphrase this a little bit because I can't remember exactly what he said. He says something to the effect of, like he thought Thomas knew what was happening to him in those confirmation hearings when he said, now Fadi, get ready to beep this out. When he said he was being categorized, and boy, do I remember this line, as an uppity n***. Oh, boy, the N-word. Not nice. Not nice. Yeah. Judge Thomas, he knew it. And the message was plain, and it's simple, and certainly it's seen throughout this book. But you can get out of the neighborhood, but guess what? We're going to tell you what your obligation is to us. Forget if you fucking earn it. Forget if you're a good person. Doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. We're going to tell you what you're obligated to do with us. That's a fucking problem. That's a big problem. Now, the bigger problem, and Hamlin points this out, is that people are staying silent. They're not speaking out the way they should. In his book, and this is 25 years ago, and the site is alive and well, blackenterprise.com, and it goes to prove a really major point that he certainly makes throughout the whole entire book. Racism does not, I repeat, does not prevent blacks from prospering. Now, in the book, and I'm not going to bother reading you the list, you can go back and get the book if you want to and read it, it's fabulous, but... It's all these super successful black people. Ken Hamlin, successful guy. And he knew a lot of other successful people that were black just like him. They weren't dealing with all those cultural problems. They were doing kind of living right, living good value system. And hey, it works. It just fucking works. It's a fact. Good behavior, good consequences, bad behavior, bad consequences. The fucking ABCs of life. Antecedent behavior consequence. You want good consequences? Fucking learn how to behave. Change your culture. It's not a racism issue. And now, back to the blackenterprise.com, in case I misspoke that. When you look on there, there are so many just incredibly successful black people. But here's the unfortunate part. And this is what Ken Hamlin talks about. And this is what needs to change. They're not touting their accomplishments. Maybe on there they are on that particular website. Not touting them anywhere else. And they're sure as hell, unfortunately, not pointing out the woes of these other ways. So in other words, they're not knocking the bad culture. 
I hate to always bring this up, but the George Floyd thing, how the fuck can you glorify that? That's a derailed fucking train right there. Your link system to logic is fully derailed. It baffled my mind that people didn't speak out about that. Now, some did, obviously. That list of people I gave you, they spoke out about it. But look, there are so many successful black people out there. Why aren't you all speaking up? Now, I know a lot of black people who do speak up. Don't get me wrong. I'm around people who are pretty outspoken. Guess what? You all need to up your game. You need to speak out against shit that's not right. Tout your fucking achievements. You know, talk about that. The problem is the press, they will do anything to validate their prejudice against conservatives, uh, certainly black conservatives, white conservatives, any conservatives. They're going to do all they can to make something fit their narrative. And until people start speaking up, Ken Hamlin said it best, you're a fucking part of the problem. You are a part of the problem. You want to be a part of the solution? Open your fucking mouth and exercise some free speech. And you know what? Let the chips fall. But it's going to take a lot of people, not a few people. Most people literally, they're afraid to say anything. Just flat out afraid to say anything. And that, my friends, is a sad commentary. Very sad commentary. Ken certainly said this in so many different ways throughout the book, but there's a cultural trash, if you will. My terminology, not his. Oh, and he said it in many other ways, a lot more colorful than I will put out on here, lest I get banned from life or something. God forbid you even paraphrase somebody using the N-word. See what happens with that to people. Good Lord, it's ridiculous. But the cultural trash, we've got to start speaking out against it. And we've got to go back to that list that he advocated for, right? You know, welfare, you think about this, welfare's fucking out of control. Do you know welfare was meant to be just like a temporary fucking Band-Aid? It was not meant to be a life way. That is not the idea of welfare. But yet, this is what we've got. We've got vote buying. We've got people trying to just hand people money to keep them on the dole. And Ken Hamlin does a superb job of talking about how that keeps people down, how that oppresses people. It's a fucking fact of life. Now, you want slavery? That's slavery. It is. Yeah. I think that could be a whole topic, slavery, though. Yeah, it's funny. Like, people still bitch about all that. That shit's over. It's been over. And you know what people never mention? Slavery was going on throughout the whole fucking world. It wasn't just in the United States of America. Throughout the whole world. Throughout the whole world. It was largely black selling blacks. It's horrible. I don't think anybody would argue against how horrible that is. Fucking way over, by the way. Nobody here has been a slave. Except to the fucking welfare system. Yeah, we've got to get off of that. People need to get off of that teat. It's time for that to go. It's time to go back to things that are important, to things that make sense, to his list. Let's condemn people that don't take care of their kids. Let's go back to a fucking strong family structure. Family structures are the most fucked up things in the universe right now. You know, when I was a kid, I had a couple X's or an X and a Y, and that was it. Let's say you're a fucking anomaly. You're born five X's and a Y. Don Burtz empathizes with that. That's horrible. Maybe you need whatever, right? But most people, that's not the case. All the shit that they do, this weird shit, or however you want to describe it, different things, whatever, I call it weird. It's a life choice. 
you're a dude and you want to dress up, you're a chick and you want to dress up a certain way, maybe that's a little whatever, that's on you. But don't expect everybody just to bite into every single thing you want to like now all of a sudden call whatever. You got a new label for every fucking thing. All this pronoun stuff and all that. Kiss my ass. That's where I am with that. I'm never going to subscribe to any of that ever. Guaranteed. That's never going to happen here. Not happening here. You're either a dude or you're a chick. Period. That's where I go with that one. You want to call yourself something else? Hey, that's up to you. But maybe that's a whole nother topic. We don't label people sometimes what they are sometimes. Fucking crazy. Back in my day, you did some weird shit. Sometimes your ass got labeled crazy. And sometimes these people were fucking crazy. Some of this shit, like whether you like it or not. Oh, this is an N word that's maybe worse than the other N word. Some of this shit just isn't normal. I hate to use that word, normal. Ooh, what does that even mean anymore? I still like to think I'm spectacularly normal, by the way. Yeah, we got to get back. Let's get back to some of this stuff that probably, you know, forget whether it's advocated 25 years ago or 100 years ago. This shit's not rocket science. It just isn't. War on drugs, that's valid. Getting a good education, that's valid. Reforming welfare, I don't know if I'll ever see it in my life, that's fucking super valid. You've got to change the value system and you've got to change some of these cultural issues. I think Ken Hamlin put so much of this in perspective in his book. Again, I like to reread this periodically. I absolutely love what he has to say. And there's one thing. Oh, man, this book is just so good to me. I'd probably might read some stuff I've already read. I just love it. I read it and it just, it kind of galvanizes me into action to try to promote good stuff too. I'd like to get this blown up and I wish I could find him and get him to sign it for me. He has a certificate of absolution. And it says, and I quote, hereby issued to, and there's a place for your name, this certificate in perpetuity releases the above named individual from white guilt, being either self-inflicted or by association with American tradition, culture, institution, or opinion. Further, the certificate bearer is forthwith authorized to exclusively judge each person, not by the color of his skin, but rather by the content of his character. A fucking men. That's all I have to say. And he signs it. It says, made valid upon due endorsement by Ken Hamlin, a.k.a. the Black Avenger or other thinking black American. How fucking strong is that? We need some people to speak up. Black people, successful people, stop shying away from your achievements and stop shying away from this bad cultural stuff that is taking down a race. It's taking down a race. People need to know that, hey, good values are valued. And you can live the dream. It's just a fact of life. Acting like people can't live the dream, that's bullshit. But now you think that you should just get it by virtue of whatever. Just get it without earning it? I wave a bullshit flag on that. Whatever you have in life, there's an old saying, if it's worth having, it's worth working hard for. And that is something I've always done. 
I grew up with a family that had a strong work ethic. I think certainly my kids grew up with that. And if we could get some of those things back, you would see a change. But we need people, we need a bigger list of people to start speaking out. It's time to turn the tide back the other way. You don't want to hear it, but it's also time really to take the country back. The title of his book, Pick a Better Country, and I would argue to the death, you can't pick one. We do live in the greatest country in the world. We just need to start acting like it. That's the difference. Let's stop glorifying the bad and start glorifying the good. That's a solid way to end episode 20. All right. Thank you all for listening. Hey, you never know what Bente Uno will bring. Hard to say. I certainly look forward to it. And I need to finish this iced tea. Fadi, cheers, darling. episode of boobs booze and other stuff where i vow to keep it real and real interesting